Hello and welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist feminist podcast that is still talking about queer ultimatum. Oh, oh. <laughs> Today we have Zoe, Ozzy, and Adelaide. And as yeah, promised, joined yes. by our special guest Jax for our ultimatum correspondent <laughs> our ultimatum expert I realized I should have said on the last episode but we're here now at Kellen's wedding that I decided that Ozzy and Jack should be the next host of Love is Blind but I think of this show as well I think of every Netflix reality show hire them I can't believe we forgot to mention that yeah. I know because we were talking about the host too and I was like I didn't even mention that Ozzy and Jax are the new hosts we forgot to tell y'all <laughs> we are the new hosts of the ultimatum surprise <laughs> we forgot to announce that it's a Patreon exclusive yes <laughs> Also, I wanted to, um, we have another update from last episode because Adelaide and I started watching um, the queer season of Are You the One? So Very important update. And already (laughs) I can confirm it's a billion times better. If you haven't watched it, like give it a fucking shot. Honestly, we're going to get into. Go watch it immediately. Yeah. It's on Hulu season eight. Yeah. And, like, this is really, it kind of gets into, so today we're basically going to go through the drama, what, what transpired over the, um, eight, sorry, ten episodes (laughs) of (laughs) The Ultimatum. It was ten, but I'm not sure. I'm like, time flies when you're actively losing brain cells. Exactly. Um, but I know one of the first things we wanted to talk about and we kind of talked about this a little bit last time. If if you're just tuning in for the first time this time, our previous episode was detailing who the characters are, who's at play, what's going on, um, and the structure of the show. So we're going to dive in a little bit deeper. But if you haven't already checked that one out, you you really should before listening to this one. Yeah, bold of you to jump into part two. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend that. <laughs> um, but just going back to are you the one like – Pronouns and gender identity are such a open dialogue and part of the conversation. Also, the relationship therapist, the the supposed expert that y'all were talking about last time, looks like a clearly queer person as well. Yeah, they're Um, only on this season. That was like not a person on the other seasons, I don't think, because I have watched all of them. Yes, I think they added that for the queer season because they thought it would be too fucked up to just, like, traumatize queer people and put that on TV. So they were like, we have to have, like, a fake therapist this season oh also. <laughs> yeah, but that I mean, is like, the ultimatum. Everyone's, like, already traumatized. Exactly. But it's nice yeah, that, like... There's like, no saving, y'all. Exactly. But it's, like everyone's queer and they did that intentionally and sometimes mtv just gets it you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i feel like we talked about this a little bit last time but like the basically the beginning of this show is the cast being like wait host you're straight right and she's like yes i am Mm -hmm. and they're all like that's kind of weird but okay yeah and it's just like a very awkward way to start the show exactly yeah yeah i was gonna say like the host of 
are you the one is the same. I mean, there's two different hosts over the entire lifespan of are you the one? They're both straight men. But so I think that is why for the queer season, it's like they at least brought in a queer person to be like, they're also here to support you, which um, this show that we're talking about today, there was not support. (laughs) None. (laughs) There was like negative support. There was anti-support. Well, okay. I feel like we should start out by addressing the elephant in the room, which is how gender was handled on the ultimatum. Um, We talked about this a little bit last time, but the way that all of the characters, participants are introduced, there's no pronouns given. It says everyone's like age and where they're from or something, but not pronouns, which is a weird choice for a queer show um, with multiple non-binary people. But it also doesn't show any of them like asking each other or anything either. Right. Like there's no real introduction whatsoever. It just goes straight into I honestly I want to go back and watch it because I feel like I might have incepted myself with this, but I swear there were times where the host says things like women or ladies or like refers to the group with a feminine gendered term. That I was like, I, I assume it. they wouldn't do that right. if they knew people don't identify with that. So that made me more in the mindset of like, oh, all these people do identify as ladies, I guess. Um, and also, I feel like pretty much every person, if not every person, was referred to with she, her pronouns at some point. Um, yes. And to be clear, like we said last time, there are a few people that use both they and she pronouns. So it's like... For some folks, that's not necessarily wrong. Like uh, Xander and Mal both use they and she pronouns, but they them was never used for anyone for the most part. Um, definitely not in the first couple of episodes that I noticed. And so I, to me, like I was looking at this afterwards, I think we said last time, like both Jax and I were like, there's no way that Xander is a she, her. Like there's just no. So I was like, obviously had to put on my little like gender detective hat and go do some research. But like, I was looking up to see what is actually the situation? What are all these folks genders? And Netflix put out like a press release with all of their correct pronouns. So like Netflix knew that they were making the choice to like not address this and not like say anything about it on the show, which to me, like if you let people be misgendered on your show and you don't put anything in production, like correcting that or like have a moment explaining that, or at least like give the person space to say something about it if they want to. um, It's like basically condoning it or saying that like the misgendering is fine and or good um and that to me was just like a real failure on the part of the production like first of all they could have done more to encourage people to use people's correct pronouns in the first place um but like beyond that the show was already filmed they could have still put in like little pronoun cards for people or something um and i just think it's so weird that they did not do that yeah and i feel like especially you know in are you the one they do openly talk about uh, like their trans identities and stuff like that? And correct me if I'm wrong, because now I'm like second guessing myself, but don't they have their pronouns like when the when like the thing comes across the bottom and it's like their do. name? Really? It, I don't know. It, I it might wrong. only be in the beginning. 
like the first time they're introduced and it might only be the people yeah, who aren't the reason cis. why i think that is because i think i specifically remember that um the trans guy on the show whose name i forget well, there's Bassett or Kai. Now. Kai's toxic as fuck. Uh, Kai. Um, yeah, Kai is crazy. But <laughs> so he uses he, they pronouns. But like throughout the show, people only really used he, him. Yeah. Um, but I think I knew that he was a he, they because it said um, in that little, maybe like just the first time that they were introduced. But yeah. But Are you yeah, looking it up, that, Zoe? I, like... <laughs> I was trying to find a Google screen grab. But I can't, so I would have to actually go to the Yeah, show. no, it's it, – anyway, either way <laughs> – I was just curious. All I was, all I was trying to say is they could have simply done something like that where as they're introduced, they just have that. Even if they didn't, like, discuss it on the show, that's, like, an easy thing to right. do. Anyway, that's all, that was my only point. And I thought that even if Are You The One didn't do it perfectly, that there was, like, some semblance of that in there. Right. I think also I just, it could be that I was more primed to look into it because the branding of the show was very like, I feel like they kept using the word fluid, sexually fluid. They kept saying sexually fluid. And they I was say like, it at the end of each episode. They say, if you want to support the sexually fluid community, <laughs> go community. to MTV. Yes. <laughs> that kills me every time. I texted um, Zoe after it. I was like, if you want to support the sexually fluid community, like, what does that, what? what? Like, what did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the, I think like that, the fact that I didn't recognize the language, I was like, let me see if this means any of them are trans and some of them were. So I, I might have also just looked it up. But I feel like there is at least one moment where there's a character, Basit, who only uses they, them pronouns and like, you know, to be fair, they do a lot of the work to correct people. It's not like the production team at MTV was correcting people for them. But there is a moment where someone fucks it up and they correct them. And there's like a teaching moment. And they included that in the footage of the show. And I was like, that was a nice moment to include, like to give someone space to correct someone if you're going to also air someone misgendering them. Um so yeah, I felt like it was at least handled slightly better, if not perfectly, in in Are You the One? Yeah, they at least like showed them talking about it to each other yeah. and correcting each other, which I don't know if they told each other their pronouns on Ultimatum because maybe they did, but it didn't show any of that. Right. Right. We did not get to see it. No. Um but I mean, let's get into it. Like, so the first two episodes I feel like are the introduction, we meet the characters, and then immediately their job is to start, like, dating each other and trying to find their partner. I um, like how you said their job. Because it's true, but it's also funny. Yes. <laughs> I assume, I actually don't know, are they paid to be on this show? Um, Maybe just Typically, like, people are paid. Deals. Okay. I'll find out I how much, but usually they're paid. Least, yeah. Um, I assume it's not a ton, but it's like, yeah, they're getting paid to be there. Their job is to date each other. Um, what stood out to y'all from like the meeting and when people were first encountering each other? Okay, well, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but obviously how hot Mal is popped out at me immediately. <laughs> 
Also, how clear, like, everyone seemed to have, like, a little bit of friction when they first walk in. So when they first enter the show, they are with their original partners. And Mal and Yoli truly felt like the couple that walked in filled with love for each other. Um, Like... I can't say that about Vanessa and Xander. I'm just going to say the partners' names again for a little refresher. So uh, there was Vanessa and Xander, Sam and Ozzy. Tiff and Mildred. Tiff and Mildred. And Ray and... Lexi. Lexi. All of them just like... You know, there was tension in the air. You could tell why everyone was there. Like, obviously everyone is there for the purpose of this show and but still like I don't know as we discussed last time there's this there's this maturity in um Yoli and Mal's relationship that really like came through and I like my initial instinct was like oh those two people like feel the most connected to each other definitely I feel like I think um you might have put written something about this lower in the doc, but I I noticed you said something too about how like um, the relationships seem very like mostly butch femme. Um, like it's oh yeah, very exactly. like exactly. Oh, like pretty much every couple is like femme mask, um, yeah. which I think. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because like I assume that could also skew towards like the people who feel more comfortable in a relationship that is closer to like a het gender norm might also care more about marriage. So like there might be a reason for that. I, it's not necessarily that the production team was like, we will not have any femme for femme or mask for mask relationships on this show. Um, but Lexi and Ray are really the only couple where like, I feel like Ray is kind of like fudgy vibes. Yeah, exactly. Like, long long hair. And Lexi much. is pretty femme. Um, but they are kind of the only couple that has like a little bit of a different gender dynamic there. Um, and it was kind of interesting as folks are dating. It's like, I felt like you could almost start to see some of the same dynamics as in the straight season where it's right. like, they're like running out of butches and like, oh just mm-hmm. end up together. Cause like, um, it, it is yeah. really upsetting. They- oh yeah. Go Jax. Oh, uh, just like, but they put everyone, like everyone still had to date each other. So the scenes were like, Xander had to go on the date with Tiff. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. What, was another, what was the other one? Like Mal and Mal and Tiff. Yeah, there might have been one with Mal and Xander also, which kind of just had the vibe of like bros and they were not really <laughs> interested in each other. Oh yeah, they were like, I like your haircut. <laughs> exactly. Also, speaking of Michael through fun. everybody, even though they knew that like I don't yeah. know. I guess in Are You the One, like there were more like well fluid. Sexually fluid. <laughs> yeah. Sexually fluid. <laughs> yeah. No, that reminded me also of like Vanessa was just basically telling every other femme, like, well, I'm so surprised I'm attracted to you. I never like femmes, but she was, she had a crush on all of them. Yeah. Well, Vanessa, it's funny because, okay. So, yes, we hate that there's this like heteronormativity that felt like it was persisted onto this show, which is common with mainstream queer shit too, right? Like, we see this all the time where when it's not intentionally done. 
And not to bring up Are You the One again, but when the one character, Justin character, when the one contestant, <laughs> you know, I'm not Justin, Jonathan. He's a character. Jonathan. When yeah. Jonathan is like only interested in quote unquote manly men, they all kind of like push him on it and like one of the other contestants says like in the like thing where they're talking to the camera alone he was like yeah it just seems like Jonathan isn't woke enough to like understand that that's a dated way of looking at things or whatever and like that was still in there and like again we have this entirely like sapphic show that's not addressing any of those things and you would think that there might even be more room for that because it's like all people be like that aren't cis men right you know there's nothing wrong with those being people's attractions yeah it just it was very notable to me that there was no mask for mask or femme for femme relationship representation in this show and it's like now that i'm thinking about it it could also be because like those people are less likely to want to get married, but I don't know. Um, it, it, yeah, it just, I feel like it was weird that it went unspoken, I guess, mm-hmm. because it seemed yeah. very like notable. Like all the participants seemed very aware of it. And I assume they talked about it, but maybe the show just didn't show us that. Yeah. Well, and okay, so I have a, a truth, a truth to drop that I'm obviously ashamed of. But it's funny because I actually talked to, Ambria, um, uh, other original co-host from the pod, if you don't know of her, uh, but she was like DMing me because she had watched it and she didn't have anyone to talk to about it. And she and I both like loved Vanessa at first, like before Vanessa became toxic as fuck I was like who is like I just in the sense of the chaos was fun to me because it wasn't like it didn't seem like it was a problem because it wasn't yet right and it like didn't, it wasn't clear how malicious it was at first exactly I and I just like, was I like just she was crazy yeah and I was like the, I and what I meant by I liked her a lot was like I, I was very entertained by her, you know, which is like, I feel like often like for these yeah. shows, what's interesting. Um, but then obviously very quickly, as we discussed last time, she ch- shows her colors. But yeah, so that was also like an early observation I had. Yeah, I feel like like the first hint of how dark things were going to turn is when she starts dating both yeah. Lexi and Ray, who are... Like, they come in originally as a couple, and then basically, like, Vanessa's two most serious prospects are these two people who came in together. And, like, I feel like Lexi immediately gets more of a bad vibe off of that, and it's kind of, like, it's a little weird that, like, you're not noting this at all and are just, like, very actively dating us both. (laughs) Ray is a little more reserved about the situation, at which she is in general, as we talked about last time. Um, But it it, it was just a very weird, like, it was like something just felt off about the situation. It was like Vanessa's energy did not seem to match kind of, like, what was going on. Um, I feel like that, for me, was the first clue that things were going to get crazy. Yeah, well, maybe that's a good segue into getting into the first trial marriages that they were all in. I do just want to mention really briefly before we jump into that. um, So 
right before the trial marriages, they all have to kind of like choose each other. And as we were saying, Vanessa was dating both Lexi and Ray. And it kind of, that ended when Vanessa said that she basically didn't think that Xander would find someone and slash like was talking about how pretty she is. She also said that Xander was asexual. And as we're about to get into, that is not evidenced on the show. Right. And also, if it was <laughs> true, you just outed your partner. Um, yeah, it was fucked up that she said it, but also it, it was not true. seem to be true. Right. But she was like, yeah, Xander's like basically asexual. I'm like the only person they would like ever be sexually attracted to. Right. Um, and so Lexi gets really, really mad about this and thinks it's disgusting and actually ends up calling out Vanessa in front of like the group setting um, and definitely is upset that Ray and Vanessa end up choosing each other. Yeah. And Vanessa keeps mouthing fuck you to Xander during that entire like round table conversation. <laughs> I forgot about that. I also I forgot just, about that. I just saw a TikTok. You're making us uncomfortable. <laughs> I just saw a TikTok of someone doing like an impersonation of it where like they were putting on wigs to be like the whole cast. Yes. And they just kept putting on like whatever the Vanessa costume was and just like mouthing fuck you the whole time. Yes. Uh. So, yeah, the trial marriages. I feel like, yeah, I was constantly getting confused even while watching the show, like, looking at the two people in the room together. Um, well, okay, we already said Ray and Vanessa. Yes. Aussie and Mildred. Which was, they were just kind of like, oh, we're the ones left. Oh, no, that was Sam and Tiff. Oh, they did a full partner yeah. swap. Yeah. Oh, right. I think there were two partner swaps. So Tiff and Mildred and Ozzy and Sam swapped. Yeah. Yeah. And also Tiff did not want to choose Sam. Tiff ran out of the room because they were like, I'm still in love with Mildred. I don't want to be doing this. I choose Mildred. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that also. I feel like they were the only one who, I think in the straight season, there was at least one person also who, like, after the dating phase got kind of freaked out and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and Didn't I think, that, was I think that couple left. Given the ultimatum. I think they might Yeah, have. there was like I a was couple. I Google it and it was too hard to Google it. But... I'm pretty sure they decided to leave. They didn't want to do the trial marriages. And then everyone else was like, what the fuck? That's like not the point of the show. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and then Mal and Lexi and Yoli and Xander, which is the steamiest trial marriage. Exactly. <laughs> so <Definitely>. but before <laughs> that relationship yeah. started heating up, someone else caught their first. <laughs> um, I love that. Did you did you make up calling this finger gate? <laughs> no, it was on the reunion. The host says like finger gate. I don't know what writer wrote that. Clearly not her um, because she's not clever. But correct. Um, yeah, that's rude. I'm sorry to to Joanna. I'm not. I don't know. I mean, no, you're correct. We <laughs> yeah. should be thanking the writers of the show. Yeah, but yeah. Um, basically, uh, <laughs> Vanessa and ray their trial marriage honestly i didn't hate it it was very just like friendship vibes like i think they right. like did get along well and were chilling and then also one night um vanessa fingered ray and ray woke up and was like upset 
and um felt really told, guilty yeah felt really guilty told Lexi Lexi was really upset um and it just continued to be like a point of conversation there's the scene where like all the couples are hanging out and um <laughs> Vanessa's like oh it was like an accident and Lexi's like how do your fingers accidentally end slip. up on someone yeah oh did they <laughs> slip but also like okay to be clear so Lexi and Ray had had a conversation that they were willing to experience all parts of this. They wanted to do it, do everything in all the ways, including possibly sleep with other people. However, I guess right before Ray left to have the three weeks with Vanessa, Lexi asked Ray to not do that just because of the ick that Lexi was getting from Vanessa. Which I honestly think is fair. Yeah, it's fair. And I mean, yeah, it was justified because we find out after that Vanessa and Xander had an agreement not to hook up with their trial partners. So Vanessa was actually going against like her agreement with her partner. I missed both of these agreements. (laughs) But also I I kind of forgot about the fact that uh, Lexi and Ray had like changed it at the last minute. But yeah. I need to know what we think of how she backtracked at the reunion about Lexi? the situation. Lexi. Yeah. I feel like she was just like, oh, well, I just like, I made such a scene because I just really needed to clarify what was sex because queer people just, we all have different definitions of sex. Oh, but like, yeah. I, it was like the opposite vibe when she was coming at the- them Mm -hmm. for doing this (laughs) right right it was like she was trying to be like she was trying to save her ass (laughs) yeah i feel i mean it is interesting because i feel like it was very noticeable to me in the show that like i mean she was very specific about it but on it like lexi was but i feel like other people in this situation also were like oh like no i need to clarify like vanessa's like no i fingered her she didn't finger me or whatever like people like trying to sort of like say what they mean by like we had sex because that doesn't just mean one thing for queer people um and it is kind of funny that like i feel like if this type of situation arose in the straight season it might be more straightforward but in this case they're all like okay straightforward you had sex but like i mean yeah so (laughs) i guess that's why they call it that (laughs) right obviously um but yeah so then it's like i feel like people maybe were like well why did they have to like talk so literally about like what the sex act was and it's like that wasn't a lot but i also kind of didn't mind that they were like clear about what actually happened i feel like it would have been weird if they just were like we had sex and didn't say anything beyond that because that could mean so many things Yes, but I still feel like Lexi was specifically getting angry about the penetration. And yeah, that's was, true. That like, makes sense. And yeah. that's where it was coming from. It wasn't coming from an I'm trying to really understand this. It was coming from more of a like, this yeah. is what I think. And now I'm making a big deal. And now at the reunion, I'm going to like say that it was for. <laughs> right. Yeah, it well. It was a lot. I think, yeah, Lexi's reaction was very, like, intense. I also understand if you ask your partner not to hook up with a specific person who gives you the ick, and they did, 
I don't know how long it would take me to let go of that. Like this only happens in the course of like a few weeks. It's not like she had so much space to like process it, but that's just probably because I would also be stuck on it. Um, <laughs> although I wouldn't be like, what specifically? I would just be like, well, I don't like that person. So um, yeah. And then I think speaking of definitions of sex, one of the funniest moments to me was um, so Yoli and Xander, we'll probably get into that more. Like their trial marriage was the most, um, the most like emotionally intimate. Like they definitely developed the deepest bond where they were actually like questioning what to do about the relationship versus their, the relationships they came in with. Um, and so they ended up having sex, which is part of what I meant by it's not evidence that Xander is asexual. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but so they ended up having sex and, I think openly told Vanessa, like, I don't think it was a secret. I don't remember exactly how that came out. And then Vanessa's response was like, with mouths? <laughs> I forgot about, I don't remember that. <laughs> it was, it was so like, did they ridiculous. Just like we had sex and Vanessa responds like with mouths. It yeah. was something like that. It was yeah. very straightforward. <laughs> yeah. And Xander was like, I would prefer not to talk about that. Yeah. which is fair which is yeah also fair like you're on camera (sighs) and yeah i don't know i think with that like whole situation i understand xander's being manipulated by vanessa i also found it frustrating that xander and i feel comfortable saying this is kind of spineless because like Yes. yes, they're being manipulated. They also were so unable to be straightforward. Would say to Yoli's face, I love you. And then would be like, no, I don't really know if I love her. And it was just like, it's too fucking much. And maybe I was personally offended because I thought Xander was hot. And I would be interested in dating them. But I can't date someone that's spineless like that. So I felt personally attacked by Xander's behavior. <laughs> they weren't doming <laughs> the situation. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no. I think <laughs> and it's like you're on there, the show but... to fucking be honest. Like, I mean, you're right. I guess I'm just like, in my mind, it's like Xander has like kind of just realized that they're queer and like probably is on the way to realizing they're more trans than they are right now. And like, I feel like I was honestly so proud of them. Like, I was really worried they might go back to Vanessa. In yeah, the that's end, true. Like, within the timeline of the scripted part of the show or yeah. whatever, the, like, planned out part of the show. Um, But I was really proud of them for not doing that. But I agree, like, they really were that's true. kind of... They have, like, one word um, <laughs> Non-confrontational, afraid of asserting their needs would also be words for it. But I think largely because they were in this, like, very upsetting abusive relationship with Vanessa and like we're seeing them come out of that but it's like that's that's messy and they they could have done a better job at some moments for sure oh my God. um like I see why they wouldn't want to tell happy. Vanessa the truth but yeah yeah like I was just happy that they were able to end that relationship within the context of this show because I feel like that meant something specific to Vanessa and it was like hard for them to do that um but yeah they they had some struggles with expressing their emotions. Well, and also, I feel like Yoli was the strongest at expressing all of her opinions. Yeah, and, Yoli like, was the most direct. And I feel like everyone, like, struggled a little bit with the 
communication element in a number of ways, to be honest. And Yoli was definitely the most effective. Um, but yeah, no, Xander's was was very avoidant for sure. Particularly with yeah. Vanessa. Like Right. It is also funny because I feel like Mal and Yoli, their dynamic was kind of that Mal was like I'm afraid to get married because I don't know if I'm the one because Yoli just kind of like falls in love with people instantly. And then she instantly fell in love with someone in three weeks. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so it's like, in some ways, I kind of feel like that was the perfect like emotional dynamic pairing where it's like person who can get attached to someone pretty quickly and person who's escaping an abusive relationship and is like just looking for any out. And they that really blossomed into something beautiful for them um which was like really nice to see yeah. honestly because yeah. no, I feel like they really both beautiful. had some rough um moments in their existing relationships they came in with that it was just like nice to see a nice cute early dating vibe like I don't yeah. know that's something no, it that definitely... this show doesn't lend itself to it felt yeah. like the joy and giddiness of a new exciting relationship for sure and unsurprisingly like when Xander then went back to Vanessa for the three weeks there was so much manipulation beyond the like like with your mouth situation there was um just like this whole vibe of Vanessa being like I you falling in love with someone else is why I realized that I love you and want to be with you for the rest of my life now say it back to me, like say that you love me back. And like all of this intense shit um, takes Xander on a date that they've wanted to go on for a really long time. And like while- On a hot air balloon. Like do not go on a hot air balloon with Vanessa. I was terrified of that scene. And then was trapped with (laughs) Vanessa as Vanessa reads this long, so fake letter. It just, like it was hard for it to feel genuine- at all and I just felt so deeply bad for Xander because this clearly wasn't how Vanessa was behaving and then she freaked out that Xander had a actual viable potential new relationship and lost her mind even further and her own dad because they sometimes go on dates with like a parent her own dad basically said like I felt- they don't go on dates with a parent. They meet each other's families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I meant like they're on a date. In a way. And yeah, like, like they're on a you date. Know, it's just a funny way to say it. Sometimes they go on a date with their parents. Classic. <laughs> That's a different show. It's called Milf Manor. True. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Vanessa's dad is like, yeah, I remember you know, feeling your mother pull away. And I thought that I really wanted to be with her. Um, But I think sometimes it's a gut reaction to that pulling away. Like he says that straight up in front of Xander to Vanessa. So, uh, you know, it's just very clear what's going on. Her dad also was such a character. I kind of was getting like a cursed, um, Luna Lovegood and her dad yes very cursed (laughs) but similar it was like very like wacky hippie vibes but then also like strong anti-marriage current just what a guy absolutely 
So Sam and Tiff in the trial marriage, they, again, were kind of like Tiff did not actually pick Sam. They're, they weren't necessarily in the beginning. It was clear that Tiff didn't really have interest in connecting with Sam on a deeper level. And there was an issue because Tiff had a dog and Sam, um, you know, was just like, I start to feel really claustrophobic if there's stuff on my legs in particular. And so she was like, you know, if we can make sure that the dog is staying in a certain area or like, you know, I'm okay to try it. And Tiff got really upset and ended up basically being like, well, I'll sleep on the couch. And like, also, if you don't like my fucking dog, just say you don't like my fucking dog. Like I saw the way that you looked at her or whatever. Like all this stuff ended up kind of transpiring where Tiff got really, really, really (laughs) angry at Sam about the dog and Sam's like reacting very calmly as like I I like you know Tiff was clearly in this state of hyper sensitivity due to the fact of all of the conversations that Tiff and Mildred have are that level of intensity so Tiff didn't know how to turn that energy off and then they're met with this person Sam who's like not passive necessarily but certainly non-combative and um well that's I, the only way she can be with Bossy and they can continue exactly right so um it's just a, it's just a really beautiful kind of learning experience because then they clearly start to open up to each other more and it doesn't necessarily become a sexual or romantic thing but there's this connection that forms where Tiff feels safe to let their guard down a little bit and kind of be in this softer space. And also Sam feels more able to stick up for herself, which then she brings back to her dynamic with Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah. They did actually grow a lot together, even though like, I don't think they were interested in each other at all. Totally. Totally. I guess that was another relationship like Mal and Yoli, where I feel like you saw two very damaged people like getting something nice out of this experience and getting to have like an interaction that was different from the relationship they started with um and it's interesting because like i feel like tiff and sam mostly sam but tiff a bit as well like grew and learned some things about themselves and like what they deserve in relationships from that short little stint um and were able to kind of bring that back but then their partners that they had swapped relationships with Mildred and Ozzy ended up breaking up acrimoniously. So it was kind of interesting to see like the two people who were worse at communicating, like having this really dramatic experience. And then like, I don't know, I feel like it was interesting when like Sam and Ozzy came back together, for example, um, I feel like Sam was better at advocating for herself and like she maybe shouldn't have had to as much as she did, but Ozzy did not like it. They're still together. Um, The only one. Ozzy did not like it. Because at first Ozzy was like, I don't know about this new Sam. (laughs) You're right. Yeah, Ozzy's in the They were my least. (laughs) Do we think, do Ozzy's parents actually think Ozzy's straight? Great question. (laughs) 
Maybe. People can be very oblivious. And it's true. And intense denial. Yeah. It's true. I'm just like, it's, really? It, more right. to the point, the <laughs> fact that they're planning to marry someone and their parents don't even know that they're queer of any strain is just quite a choice. Oh my God. Aussie's stonewalling, though. Just like their whole dynamic in that relationship just really made me dislike Aussie. And I was like on Mildred's side the whole time. And then it's like, as we're seeing, everyone is just so terrible. <laughs> I feel like I was really like hoping Mildred was going to get it together. And like, I don't know. I feel like she was trying to work on some of the communication stuff with Aussie, but it was just like the most confrontational person going against the least confrontational person. And that wasn't going to work ever. But also, the reunion was rough, and I felt for Mildred. Yeah, I feel like, what I don't know, Mildred and, <laughs> Mildred and Tiff, I feel like, were one of the couples where, I, like, I feel like they both had struggles in the way that they communicated with each other. It seems like they both have caused harm to each other. Like, I don't feel like there's clearly one person who's like, the abuser in that situation um but at the reunion we did find out that mildred threw a, a pet, pet gate? gate is that what yes. they said at yes. tiff during an argument um mildred also says that tiff was like punching walls during that argument which i think is arguably like on the line of some type of physical threat as well but um also we don't know how big the pet gate was there are pet gates that could kill you there are pet gates that are like two pounds so i just like we don't really know the situation but tiff responded by calling the police which feels like almost certainly an overreaction to me but like that i think that just was a situation where it's like they both did very harmful things like mildred threw a heavy object at Tiff and Tiff called the cops on her in her home with her children. Um, and like, yeah, though, I guess it's just like, it feels like a complicated situation. I'm glad that they're not together anymore because it just seems like it was a toxic situation all around, but it was interesting to see Mildred in that relationship with Ozzy. Cause I did like feel for Mildred a lot more when she was like dealing with someone who was also being kind of emotionally manipulative towards her but mm -hmm. then it's like in her relationship with tiff i feel like she was doing a little bit more of the manipulating perhaps um so. yeah but... it, the thing for me that i guess where i see it being a bit imbalanced like obviously we no one ever wants to call the cops like anti-cop i also did learn that there was like 30 minutes of mildred going on about a lot of um, things that is why uh, Tiff in the reunion reacted in such like a, like the way that it was edited made it seem like Mildred said one thing and Tiff walked out and like all of them have come on to say like, no, it was like 30 minutes of Mildred saying really intense stuff. Um, and I guess for me, seeing the way that Tiff genuinely shifted in their time with Sam, and not to say that Mildred was really granted that same opportunity with Ozzy because of the stonewalling. 
However, I right. do it's like one of them was with a literal angel. Right. Like, right. Emotional support, bisexual, and then the other was with like a literal brick wall, essentially. Right. And yeah. and I like in that sense, I do give empathy to Mildred. And I feel like Mildred like blamed her temper on her ethnicity, on her culture. Oh yeah. Um, which is like that ju- was weird. Justice yeah. for all <laughs> Latinx people for for Mildred being like, this is how we all are. Um and there was just a lot I of things. What she might be trying to get out there was that like people stereotype her as like the angry Latina woman, but like yeah, no. it was it was a weird thing to say for sure. I also just want to say that as someone who has experienced a, uh, this all the arrays of violence that were shown on this show and more, when someone is in a state of rage to the point where they're throwing something at you, the only thing I will say is sometimes you do not know when that will stop and when that's going to elevate to an even higher level of violence. And so we don't know. We don't know the details of that, but I just want to give voice to that fear being a reason of like, I don't know how to handle this. I need to call the cops because I, I literally don't know like what's happening and again right you're right like we i mean we really don't know what the situation was um and like whether they felt like threatened to that degree or not um it's totally possible that they did we and like it's totally possible that they didn't right like we don't know i just wanted to give voice to the potential other side of that i guess yeah for sure but yeah, that that relationship was very rough to watch. And I think that was definitely one where, like, in the reunion, finding out that they were not together and it was very, like, a horrible breakup, I wasn't really surprised. And I was kind of just like, okay, well, thank God that's over and hopefully will not resume in any form. Um, and hopefully they both will find their sams that they need in their lives literally does anyone have anything else that they wanted to bring up from the reunion specifically i feel like because that's kind of like the end but also i feel like a lot of things were kind of revealed in that oh i feel like um it was kind of hinted that uh xander and yoli might be like trying to date they did right try now? to date, yeah, and then that didn't work out. But who was the one who with the like flight thing? Who was that Xander was... gonna like? That was them. Yeah. Okay, so that was in the future. Like they were talking about a f- like she was planning a flight. It was a plan that would have happened that was in the, from past. the past. Yes. Okay. I was confused then. I thought they were trying to be about the fact that that was like still happening i don't think uh, so i think okay. it had, they had Never tried went. and then it yeah at least that's what they said it did also seem like though did y'all think vanessa and xander are still in touch because i did get the vibe that they still were communicating which i did not like but no, maybe i'm wrong they said that. it was the first time yeah. they had seen each other 
And that they had decided that, like, when they saw each other, though, they wanted to be friends, which also made me nervous. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I hate that. But I feel like what we're also learning is I really didn't pay enough attention during the reunion <laughs> to know anything that happened during it. I really was like, yeah, uh, Yoli and Xander might be dating now. I, well, we know uh, Sam hasn't met Ozzy's parents. Right. Yep. That was that was raised also, so they're still engaged but i feel like showed a little bit more too than they had ever shown on the show uh during that time in the sense that they were like they like saw things that were kept hidden from them you know especially as it pertains to yoli and xander and they were they were letting it all out, and I was here for it. And they did not know about um, Yoli. <laughs> of course, you were. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I feel like that honestly was kind of a dark reveal for me, where it was like throughout the show, it seemed like Xander, Yoli, and Mal were all handling this polyamorous situation so well and then it's like at the reunion you find out no like I know it's Yoli and Mal uh Yoli and Xander tried to work things out like they didn't actually work as a couple and also Mal actually wasn't really on board with any of this and didn't know what was going on a lot of the time I was just like damn I thought that was like really nice to watch during the show and the reunion kind of like ruined it a bit uh, yeah also i can't be team mal on that here's the thing no mal I, tried to say that yoli wasn't direct yoli was the most yo, direct I, one I, the entire I completely show. agree with you no i do not i'm not in mal's corner when i say i'm here for it i just mean dramatically for them yeah. as a person no like i do feel like their their reaction was not it didn't it was unnecessary it like didn't make sense that yeah. they were like i didn't know she was in love like she was openly saying that yeah to them. i no, think they heard was. what they wanted to hear right. yoli was saying it yeah no yoli right. was I think... the most open yeah yeah like what y'all said about the cheating situation kind of the timeline i think i think Adelaide, you said something about like how that might have influenced Mal's reaction because I feel like that does make sense. On, when I was watching the reunion, I was like, why are they getting so mad about this so long after the fact? Like, I feel like they were fine with it when Yoli was like, hello, I'm in love with someone else, but let's still get married. So what changed? <laughs> that explains Mal's behavior to me in a way that right. like nothing that was actually said within the show really did right. and I was kind of confused by it totally um yeah Jack I just felt for oh oh no go ahead I was just gonna say I felt for my fellow fire sign Yoli because she was direct the whole time and at the reunion they tried to come for her not just Mal like people were like oh yeah she wasn't honest and I'm like none of you were more direct than Yoli so don't even no I completely agree with you definitely and just I feel like as a final note maybe we can talk a little bit about because we're kind of already talking about it about how the fact that what's happening is polyamory that's yes. the premise of so many dating reality shows is that they're actually doing polyamory right so we just need a queer polyamory reality show <laughs> right because it's like these people are monogamous i guess in their lives outside although of the again show. it's like not super Clear. raised. like i i want to say they didn't explicitly say 
that they were monogamous for right. a lot of the couples, but I feel like that's just assumed. I mean, well, they're and the ethical slut but... is like a poly catch. So like, right. Yoli and I mean, Mal also, maybe. Yeah, the way that Yoli and Mal were handling the situation with Xander made me feel like maybe they are poly and the show is just not telling us that. Unclear. But, because also the cheating yeah. thing. Right. It is, I mean, which is like, I guess I don't know enough about that situation, but they could have still Maybe. done something that constituted cheating, even if they were open. But yeah, I guess it's just overall very funny that the entire dynamic of the show is like based around like monogamy as the ideal. But then it's like, literally, you are forced to do polyamory throughout the show. Yeah. But it's like, why the hell are we calling them exes? <laughs> like y'all are still dating. They're right there. Yeah, it really doesn't describe their, like, actual relationship to each other. To be like, because it's like, yeah, maybe you're not technically dating now, I guess, but you're about to do a trial marriage with them. I don't think X. And they didn't break up. It's just six weeks, right? Like, no, it's it's three three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, calling it a trial marriage is also funny. It's like, what does that mean? Right. In what sense is it a trial marriage? It's like a lesbian first date. Is three weeks. Right. Literally. <laughs> Which is honestly part of why it was fun to watch. Because exactly. the, the trial marriage part with the stranger seems less weird when it's lesbians. You're exactly. just like, oh yeah, they're in their natural habitat. They're yeah. having a great time. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, that was our review of the ultimatum queer love. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you liked it, then you could give us some money about it so we can keep making extended bonus review episodes <laughs> with special guests such as this one uh, <laughs> by going to patreon.com slash season of the bitch. Uh, you can also join our discord for more scintillating reality television recommendations um, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at season of the B and you can rate, or review us if you would like. But if you do, give us five stars. That's right. If you don't, we'll be so sad. The saddest. I'll cry a single tear. It is cancer season, baby. Per review. <laughs> but per one... review. <laughs> <laughs> just one total. That's not enough. It's just one per review. Just <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love you. Love, Love you. Bye. 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 Bitch.